Mute myself. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are once again live. Thank you for coming back to the TK Tomfoolery podcast with your favorite crew. Change. Um, maybe one day. Maybe. But recap. So uh, I'm assuming that all of you have a pretty idea what happened last session. But in case not, Ricky, go ahead and start us off with one thing that you remember or deem important. Go. <sighs> Thomas, I'm not gonna lie. I really checked out of the last half of the last session, man. I was literally fighting for my life trying to become a U.S. citizen again. <laughs> <laughs> You're absolutely fine. I appreciate the honesty. Mm, Veranda, choose new people. Would you be willing to? She is muted. <laughs> she is indeed muted. Hello. She may. Hello. Decide you stay muted. No, I was. I'm trying to find. I'm trying to find my session notes real quick. Yeah, you're all good. I remember everything. Okay. Well, if you need a lifeline, echoes won't step up to the plate. If you need some assistance, Veranda. Uh, there was some scorched communication. I chilled with Virian in the garden. Ernesto, Arizona, made their first appearance, <laughs> helping Theodore bring his stuff up the stairs to the to his library or room. Maven also office, helped. Correct. Office, yes. Um, that's that's all that wants to come to my mind. But I know we did other stuff. Okay, maybe go ahead and take away the rest, and then I will fill in any gaps. We went to a musical performance at the place. Uh, we bought snacks. Micah's ex-best friend was there. Um, there was a dude on the stage who was going through it, um, and then made all of us go through it. So we knocked him out. I knocked him out physically. With my stick, um, I gave him to the cops. Um, Micah got drunk again. Um, I gave him some moonshine and some candy. Uh, on our way home, we learned that Elf was maybe kidnapped. Maybe not. We're not sure. We're going to go check on that. <laughs> well, yeah, pretty good recap. That is actually where we ended off with all of you. Going to the Black Lantern Tavern. It is nighttime as you are beginning to make your way there through the city streets. It is cloudy and Twin Moons are still above as per normal. And we will pick up. Hmm? I thought I, I didn't have a section for places on my notes or that it had gotten deleted. No, it was just the top of the page. You're good. Uh, but yeah. So, as you are all walking down, Micah, you uh, have sobered up, thanks to Virian and her spell of Lesser Restoration. And as you are beginning to make your way, streets aren't too crowded, uh, with the exception of a bunch of Warforged that are out, though. They are helping make the preparations for tomorrow's Innovation Showcase. Uh, mainly just signs. The reason that you're at isn't quite where it's going to be taking place. 
but they still are trying to do some traffic control because there is going to be a large influx of people, not just from this city, but from other cities as well. Uh, people from Valorant in Gitaper always, come, well, normally always come to this thing. This is a very big event. And with that, you are beginning to arrive. You see orange specks of light coming through the windows where the Black Lantern Tavern is on the on the sign you see that there are two mugs but they're fashioned in the shape of a lantern they're clinking uh here are a couple of uh hoots from owls and the flutter of birds and before you know it you see ralph uh ralph? wiping or not ralph sorry alf oh? excuse me his twin brother that you didn't know about his now you see alf brother. uh Gloves on his hands, and he's taking a what appears to be a silk cloth as he's wiping his cane. Uh, he, he puts it down, seems to try and uh, sober himself up, puts the face, <clears throat> and uh, then you see two others come out. And notice that the usual, you know, buzz that, that would normally come from a tavern is very quiet, with, uh, the exception of only a few clinks of glass. And it's not that late in the night. And they come out. <clears throat> he looks at them. Uh, Buzz, Dove boy, till we meet each other again. It was great catching up, though. I do wish it was under better circumstances. Um, the one he calls Baz appears to be a dwarf with black hair, uh, very intricately woven. And uh, the other one who he's mentioned to be Davboy seems to be a darker blue Vidalcan. And they give him a nod, and a few words are exchanged. You can't quite make out what they are. And he turns around. Oh, uh, uh, hello. I'm I'm so sorry. I must have uh, kept you waiting, or I didn't mean to worry you. Um, did we take let's... the cart? Hmm. Did we not take the cart? I believe you did. Actually, I apologize. You would have been it's all good. Trotting. Yeah, he would have seen us coming, probably. <laughs> are all of us just sitting there looking out the window at him? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, so he kind of regains his composure, looks at you, I'm, I'm so terribly sorry, I, oh, heavens me, I must have, must have lost track of time. <laughs> um, uh, how was the, the rest of the, the showing? Um, <clears throat> and begins to make his way inside. To the oh, cart. it was wonderful. Oh, until it wasn't. Um, it yes. kind of got cut short. Oh, my, my good. What happened? There well, was sort of like a, a Maven decided to fire a hard candy at the forehead of one of the performers just as he was getting into the flow. It was a real shame. Oh. Just yes. couldn't hold back, could you? Just really wanted to get in on that improv, huh? Yes. I'll, I'll have you know your boy is a liar, first of all. Um, he is nothing of the sort. Mm. On most occasion. He does like to tell stories, though. That's quite different. I you did, did knock him out. I did knock him out. I, it was not a performer, though. It was someone else who had interrupted the performance, first of all. I didn't say performer. I said you interrupted his performance. I did. See, Miss um, Maven? Not a liar. Mm. It's all about the semantics, Maven. 
But yeah, he was taken care of, gave him to the big metal fellas. Well, I see no reason to keep you all waiting. I'm sure you must want to get rested up for tomorrow. Please, allow me. I'll drive us the rest of the way back. Is there something you'd like to ask? Did I miss something? I stepped away. No. No, maybe it was just giving Alpha a look. Uh-oh. We're all just kind of staring at Alf at this point. Um, not particularly. Um, you did give us quite a scare, Alf, I'm not going to lie. I you slipped away I, without any of us knowing. I didn't think I'd be quicker, but next time I'll be sure to notify uh, at least one of you. Um, <clears throat> with that, he uh, powers up the the Aether vehicle. And the horses give their neigh as you all begin to gonna make your way back towards the estate. Uh, and unless there is any other RP that you would yeah, like Yeah, I to wanted know. to ask, uh, is Micah familiar with either of the two individuals or their names that Alf just met with? No, you are not. Okay. Um... Who were those two, Alf, if you don't mind my prying? Old friends oh. of yours, perhaps? Um, of, of course I don't mind at all. They are very dear friends that I haven't seen in some time. In fact, I've known them since just before I employed myself with your parents. You could say we've been through... Quite a bit together. Ah, and have they come to the city for Progress Day this year? You could say that. Um, Progress Day is definitely of interest to them this year. Though, when they heard that I was more active than I normally was, they decided to pay me a visit and, and catch up. And we had some business to discuss as well. Perhaps one day I could introduce you to them properly, but they're busy tonight. Oh, very well. And with that, the day goes by. Your night goes smoothly. In fact, I'll be awake feeling... Rather, well, rested. Well, maybe almost all of you. Varian, can you go ahead and give me a quick uh, wisdom saving throw? Me? Mm-hmm. Oh. <clears throat> oh, shit, I forgot to get my dice out, so I'm going to roll it on roll 20. All good. You said wisdom saving throw? Mm-hmm. Okay. Good. Seven. So, 
nothing too crazy happens. Uh, it's up to you whether you feel well-rested or not. And prior this week during downtime, you got a lot of good sleep. But maybe it was all the theatrics. Maybe it was looking at some of the old titles of plays and hearing some familiar names and events from when you were around before everything happened 500 years ago. And you have a small nightmare. Starts off where you're back in the Simic base. And things are different. Nobody dies this time. In fact, it all goes very smoothly. There's no... There's no explosions. No scrambling to save the conduit. No feeling of guilt from not being able to save 21, less not being able to fully heal 9. Uh, but then... Everything seems to shift, and it just stops. And water begins to pool all around your feet. You feel like you're suffocating, barely able to breathe. And as you look through the murky depths, one face makes itself apparent, blood streaming from all around him where his spikes should be, but are no longer there. And all that is uttered is, uttered is why couldn't you save them and do more? And with that, you awake, entangled in your blanket. Uh, I I lay there gasping for air at first before I uh, pull the blanket off me, throw it to the side. I swing my legs over the bed, take a deep breath. And then I just get up and I go downstairs to the kitchen for my morning cup of tea. All right. And with that, maybe around the same time if you're early birds or sometime after if you're not, you're all awake. What do you all do before you decide to head off to the innovation fair or the innovation showcase? I'm going to ask God to play some music for us. Gotcha. <laughs> Drop of this. Ah, oh, uh-oh. No, what I meant to do. Thank you, God. God is an awesome God. God. Ricky, what room are you in, by the way? My room. The only room. His padded cell. Yeah, that's what it looked like. <laughs> All white walls. I think yeah. there might be a window in there. I've got a window. I'm allowed to see the sun sometimes. Okay. Um, yeah, now, it, this is temporary until we move into the actual place that we're going to be renting. The actual house that we're renting. Gotcha. Like in a couple weeks, yeah. We have oh, a did desk. Both of them? Uh, Holy shit, that's we awesome. have a desk. I have Can a, we please uh, peep your setup? <laughs> Hold up. I was going to try to tilt the camera, but. Yummy. <laughs> he takes a picture like a proud oh. papa. He does! <laughs> he just takes a picture back. Oh no. <laughs> you take pictures like a dad at your child's recital. Thank you. Oh, Ricky is full on dad, you kidding me? In a good way. A proud papa. 
Abby's very caring. I go downstairs and I make uh, scones. Some chunky, lumpy little little scones. Making fresh scones? Okay, <laughs> go ahead and uh, give me a survival check. Ew, Brandon. Survival. Oh, that was very close. I'm gonna roll in. G- Gary? Is that my. F- I forgot my skull's name. Anybody remember his name? <laughs> the Faye stole the name. Um. Gilbert. Gilbert! Yeah. Survival. Oh, let's see. That is a 17. Okay, yeah, they end up coming out better than you expected, actually. Hell yeah. Ends up uh, coming out with uh, some tea, uh, begins reading uh, the morning paper, and he goes over to help you, and then goes, oh, oh, never mind. I'm. These look delectable, Maven. She's done a wonderful job. Well, carry on, then. Yes, when it's not out of necessity, I am actually a very good cook, so getting to realize that it's a mess in there but they look good like like i got flour all over my poncho like i got like a smear of of, like wet flour on the side of my face but they they be looking good i am only using my hands there are no utensils in sight regardless even despite the mess alf just looks at you and smiles he seems genuinely happy I got some like some like dried fruits that I I, I threw some in the, the dough. Can you switch us to the map? Yeah. Thank you. Oh, this map. Sorry. There we go. Yeah, I make I make these. They're all misshapen in different sizes, but they smell really good. They got like dried like blackberries and shit in them. Nice. Everyone else? I just head downstairs to get some tea. Smelling the stones, I will follow him. As they both enter in, I just wordlessly uh, come up to them with the tray of scones and take their hands and smack a scone in their hand. Still warm. I don't say anything. Nibble. I, I need just... some nibbles on my scones. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I give, give Amram a little smile, a little pat on the cheek. And then I look expectantly at Theodore to take a bite out of his. I handed him with my flowery hands. I telepathically lifted up out of her hand. And I squint my eyes and I look at it close for a second before I take a bite. Actually, can, I, can, I, can I slap a, uh, like, give it a sniff, like, hit it with a survival check, Thomas? <laughs> I'll, say, I'll say because, like, you're squinting at it, you can do survival or perception. Survival or perception. Do. I'm bad at both, so actually it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. How edible does this look? Okay, it looks very edible. Honestly, like, you know that norm- normally whatever Maven makes is effective with its intended purpose. But this actually looks like there's been progress. Like this actually looks fairly well made. I mean, not as good as your mom's, of course, but, you nice. know. All right, yeah, I'll eat it. 
It tastes pretty good. It's got a little sweet tartness to it. I just I give them both a satisfied smile and I put the tray down and I start cleaning up the kitchen. And as each person enters the kitchen, they will get a scone forced upon them. I've already been in there. I'm leaning up against the counter, scone in one hand, tea in the other. Not saying anything, just minding my business. As, as soon as Adele gets one in her hands, you just see her kind of like push it in one cheek and stuff the other half in the other. As you will just silently chew in the corner. They got some they got some blackberries in there, some like lemon zest, maybe like some thyme. They're very good. She's just nodding with a little full mouth. <laughs> well, in front of Alpha's. Oh, thank you, Maven. I, I appreciate it. Um Micah, where are you at? Coming downstairs. He'll uh, enter the room. I did want to, like, take stock of... It's been a week now that people have been working on that and repairing the house. How does it look? It looks pretty good. All the flooring has been done. Um, a lot of the furniture has been dusted. Um, re... I don't know if the right term for this is cured, but whatever, like, necessary oils would have had been, like... You know, re-scrubbed into it to make it look nice and new. Refurbished. Furbished, sure. I feel like there's an actual word that I'm just refinished. Not... Finished. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, all the cobwebs are down. Um, all the tables have been repaired. Most of the walls are fixed. Most of them. Um, and you are not sure how the tiling on the roof looks, though you have not had any leaks. I would okay. say in like one or two rooms, there's still a bucket just in case under a certain spot. Uh, but they've been doing a pretty good job. Um, and the garden uh, at this point is looking very close to a full greenhouse. Honestly, once the deli probably gets a few more plants or sets up a few more stations there, it can probably be used to... Oh my god, I'm losing my words. Uh, to begin for, uh, fully producing... Uh, herbalism kits or stuff like that okay so what you were saying is if you were to use an adjective to describe this estate it would not be derelict no it would not be downtrodden check that box thank you very much no problem sorry if i got a little too descriptive no it's okay that's what i wanted to hear um yeah michael will make his way down kind of taking a few moments to pause and check out the rooms and such that have been repaired and everything that's been refurbished and cleaned. And uh, with a little bit lighter step than usual, he's going to come down to the kitchen and accept a... What were they? Scones. Oh, scones. Okay. Yeah, as you enter, I go forward and... I go to put it in your hand, and I lean forward and I sniff you. What do you smell like? It smells like lavender and vanilla fragrance. Okay, no, no alcohol. Can't smell it over the lavender and vanilla fragrance, <laughs> at least. <laughs> I lean forward, I sniff you. I kind of squint my eyes at you for a second, and then I put it in your hand. 
At least you are putting something solid on your stomach this morning. Oh. I try not to start my days drinking, rather prefer to finish them. Mm. Anyway, how are you all doing this morning? Say quickly changing the subject. I'm doing good. Any more scones? <laughs> MRM, are you in the floors? Yeah, I'm <laughs> stuffing my mouth of scones. He's MRM in the corner. Stuffing his mouth. <laughs> and he is patrolling for more scones. I just wordlessly take one off the plate and put it in your hand. Thank you. Be careful that you don't get crumbs all about your coat, Amaran. Are you still representing the... What group were you with? Uh, what? I thought that you were representing a project. It was, wasn't that mentioned when we were... Oh, oh, yes. It, my, my friends, Bren and... Uh, Alufa. I helped them uh, with the research portion of their presentation. And, well, would you be willing to let us in on what exactly that presentation is going to be, or is it I very hush-hush? I think it's hush -hush? Best to be a surprise, if we're going to see it today. We do have a scheduled plan of, like, everything that's there. It's, it's very open, actually. Very well. Yes, so... Uh, would you like to hand out the pamphlets, Amram? All right. Uh, if you will all go into the uh, campaign two section under campaign ledger, I have listed. Oh wait, what? It was somewhere uh, else. It, it was. Oh, I put in general store. I apologize. Because uh, these will eventually be available to, to purchase, possibly. Um, so if you go to general store and in game, uh, innovation showcase pamphlet, there is a list of the main things that they will be showcasing. Uh, you have the heavy mobile drill, repulsion gloves, bag of holding, inflatable Pegasus belt, transforming shield, lodestone shield, scorching fist, suit of flight, workers gauntlets, aether exoskeleton, flask lock pistol, an aether containment field. Uh, the Lodestone and the Aether Containment Field are tailored for uh, Warforged and uh, military improvements. Um, Air Strider Boots, Gloves of Arcane Handling, and something called Lifecraft Creatures. I believe the name of Elufa and Bren are on the last one. They are indeed. <laughs> Yes. So, as you can see, there's tons of projects to see. Hmm. And this is all they do at this invention show. To show off new fancy magic stuff. There's also snacks. Showcase. To showcase things. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm sorry, I've never been to a showcase before. 
over 500 years. No. It's a long time that I've ever seen one. And I am not 500 years, first of all. I am 408. My apologies. <clears throat> I am still considered middle age for an elf. Wow, a transforming shield. That seems quite uh, interesting. How about after we find some funnel cake, we go and check out this? You definitely give it a look. I'm wondering what an inflatable Pegasus belt is. Only one way to find out. I hope it's nothing sexual in nature. Kind of what it sounds like, doesn't it? Yes, that's exactly what I was thinking. Any, any kind of an inflatable belt, kind of, you know, hints mm. at kind of thing something, something of that nature. Well, we can check into that after the transforming shield. What else do we have here? Amram starts choking on his scone. <laughs> I rub circles in his back for him. While he's out of commission. <clears throat> well, while they're doing that, is Alf still in this room? Yes, though he does seem to be getting some things together. You see him latch a briefcase. As he then, it looks like he's coming back uh, to talk to you. Oh, perfect. Micah, um, I won't be able to stay for long at the showcase. I have more business to attend to later in town. Um, do you, will you need me for anything? I could always call it off and attempt to reschedule. That is what I was coming to talk to you about. By all means, if it's something that is important to you, pursue it and return at your leisure. Though there was something that I wanted to ask you to do for me. Oh, of course. Name it. Well, and Micah's going to start counting out gold pieces. Now that the rest of the house is been well repaired there remains the problem of the upstairs study room i would like for you to hire someone discreet to look after it and oversee it personally there's no telling what kind of items my mother and father left up there well it just so happens that baz is actually a really good carpenter and she has experience with such things. I'll talk to him. Excellent. I knew I could count on you. Always, sir. And a bow. Any, if anything strange does appear, please make sure to notify me about it, Alf. His bow pauses uh, briefly before he comes back up. Of course. Thank you. Uh, well, that will be it. This should be enough pieces to cover uh, any expenses you have in looking after the house for this week. Thank you, Alf. Uh, I won't hold you any longer. 
Thank you. Right. Be safe and... Ah, who am I kidding? You'll be fine. Gives you a fatherly smile before giving you a hug and then heading off. With that, Michael will return to the dining area and just pour over the brochure for today's events while uh, enjoying some scones. Sure. And something that so <clears throat> as you're you're going over it the innovation showcase is meant to truly advance the city it's to appeal to the hearts and minds of the citizens uh not just in terms for militaristic developments but just for you know other modern day conveniences that in adventurers that can help give a better quality of life uh, it'll be along the Iron Streets leading into the Incognia Plaza, which will also be connected to the Sidereal Avenue. And uh, the plaza is also where Zendelo's Incognium is located. And every year, as they host this event, the showcase, they also freely invite scholars and just people of all different uh, fields and minds to attempt to crack the code, as it were. Nell's Incognum has been left inoperable for some time, and no one's been able to fully understand it, nor deduce the proper alchemical formula to use to get to activate. So that will also be going on as well. Uh, other than that, this will pretty much be going on uh, for the next couple of days. Uh, but there'll be a small opening ceremony where you'll, you know, hear some opening remarks. And at the very end, they always release something new or announce something very relevant. Um, Arthur McCaddy, uh, one of the, uh, superiors, Amram, you would know this, uh, works closely with your superior and was also... Uh, hold on. I think your mentor was Egnor, or your superior was Egnor Schneck. Uh, him and Arthur were the two, the only two underlings that Zendelo had. And yeah. And as far as like the scope of this, the fair, does it? cover just a portion of the city or is like the entire city participating in this the entire city participates it's if you had to break it down it there is one part of the city solely in Cognia plaza where zendel's is located i think it's on the map i'll check here in a minute um and that's where like the center hub of it all is there are other like you know minor events that take place throughout the city but that's where like the main like all of the main stuff is okay so it's like all by the university yeah okay oh like i'm sure if you were packing or passing you know like a bakery they'd be like look we've developed this new type of dough or this new process to help you bake faster <laughs> Well, as delicious as these scones are, Maven, I would encourage everyone not to spoil your appetite too much. The funnel cake at these events, at least from what I remember, is truly delightful. There is a place called Dirty Funnel Cake, 
where you get a large person or a large, large person, a large uh, portion of <laughs> a whole large person. This is funnel cake. You get like a really large uh, funnel cake, and you can. They have like twenty-five different syrups, and. 20 other different toppings, and you can just put whatever you want on it. Why is it dirty? I always say Because it's so messy when you put whatever you want on it. They serve them to you naked. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of sexual undertones. They serve it to you on a person. (laughs) On the person's back, specifically. They're able to contort, and they kind of walk towards you. It's like a little table. Uh, when I said really good funnel cake, what I meant was actually really strange and weird funnel cake. (laughs) I mean, we know what you like. That's fine. (laughs) No comments. I I sit there with my scone in front of me, half eaten. I look at it, look up at Maven. They were very good. I'm just not um, very hungry this morning. Hmm. You sure you're feeling all right? And I go forward and I touch your forehead. I clamminess, temperature. I don't. I don't feel like uh, I have a fever, but I definitely feel a little bit clammy. Take your chin. I hold. I pull your mouth open. Look at look at the color of your tongue. You do feel a little bit. You got the chills, have you? Um, a little, I suppose. Um, Micah, have you heard anything from the order yet? Micah looks up from the brochure and cocks an eyebrow. No, I was... Well, I thought you went to speak with them. Uh, Have they not sent you anything? I I figured... No, I thought that we would hear something about Ferric by now. Um, And I'm too scared to find out on my own. Huh. Oh. What would. What is procedure for, like, going to visit the order? Can you just show up and uh, go knock on the doors, or do you have to be invited? If you're a member, yes. Typically, anyone who's not a member would normally have to, like, speak to someone outside, uh, file, like, a formal complaint or request if it's an emergency, and then they'll get back to them. Um, if you're rank one, you know, you're limited on where you can go, uh, rank three and up pretty much have free reign of wherever. But also, you have connections with Marshal Leox, so, and given your family status and who Virian is, you two probably have a bit more free reign as well. Clout? <clears throat> well, typically, if they wanted our assistance or to give us any information they'd send someone to come contact us themselves but if you would like to today we could 
go by and see if they've gained any information, though. If they don't think that it pertains to us or we could help, they'd probably not let us know. Um, I, I would like to try. Maybe that would make things a little bit easier. Very well. Try and see them sometime today, perhaps. about how long do we have before the events start i'll say you have about an hour okay and are these like the showcase is like one part of this large event like there, there's other things going on that we could like distract ourselves with after or before yeah different food a lot more like minor activities maybe a few games um, but the bulk of everything normally starts from around like 11 until uh, just after sunset okay so I want to grab some things before the festivities begin so we should probably head over there huh. also I'm broke hmm Oh. I mean, why does that matter? Are you planning on buying a lot? Yeah, Absolutely not. But I really want a funnel cake. <laughs> I'd be perfectly happy to go and to get some funnel cake, Amaran. Don't... I don't want one all to myself. I'll share it with someone, but I will pay you back once I acquire money in the future. I'll put all my fine clothes before you out, by the way. Okay, how do you how do you look? Spiffy. Spiffy, <laughs> a spiffy little boy. In a tie, I got spats. What color? Black and white. Okay. Thanks. Do they allow sticks in this event? If it looks like a walking stick, they they wouldn't care. Cool. Yeah. What is, what would the procedure on um, arms be in such a location? Uh, Branching law. You can have them, but they have to be holstered. Um, If it is drawn, you will attack immediate attention of guards and or warforged. The only time that would be okay is if like you're helping with the event and there is a demonstration for something such as like a new pistol or a shield that you want to showcase or something like that. Or maybe like a upgraded sword so you can show like what the new modification does. But you'd have to be like directly participating in like the display demo and stuff like that. Okay. Micah will uh, head up to get dressed before leaving. It'll come back down um, wearing a somewhat raggedy cloak. Uh, Yeah, it doesn't denote any sense of regality or nobility or anything of that nature. Noted. 
You should really dress up for these things. Micah shrugs. Well, after last night, being recognized by people is tad awkward. I fix the carnation on my lapel, and then I snap my uh, scabbard onto my belt. Nice. I, I feel like if you don't want to be recognized, dressing down is like the one way to be recognized. Everyone here is going to be dressed to the nines. And you're mm. going to show up in just a cloak? You'll attract attention. Well, all of the rest of my clothing that isn't destroyed has my family's insignias on it. And as I said, I'm not exactly interested in broadcasting my pedigree today. All right, if you say so. Uh, well, yeah, I do say so. All right. I will come out wearing a uh, looks new, a, a nice uh, long white flowy dress with uh, my signature blue cloak that's got the embroidery on top. Nice. Alright. As you're all getting prepared and beginning to leave, give me one moment to swap the music here. What's Adele wearing? Adele just has on just another set of fine clothing, but she has on her new cloak and a very nice small hat. Yes. I'm going to use my mask of many faces and the purple energy leaking from my wound will coalesce over my body and form into a zoot suit, but with a midriff. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I, like the pants are pulled all the way up to my belly button, and the shirt is cut off like right under the pectorals. <laughs> yeah. I am wearing the exact same thing that I wear every single day. <laughs> I'll take my poncho off. I'll take my poncho off, and I'll kind of like fold it up, and I'll, I'll leave it um, on my couch that I sleep on. And I've got, I've got like a, a sleeveless, like, uh, high neck, like, bodysuit on underneath. Nice. And I wasn't mm -hmm. paying attention. I had to send a message. I apologize. You sent that to the wrong... Uh, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did. Happy and paste it quick. <laughs> <laughs> I pretend I do not see. I'm glad. <laughs> I am looking away. I am looking away. Yeah, I thought I saw the. Uh, but yeah. Um. Yep, yeah, good heading out. Um, you do that. And okay, awesome. Good to know. Good to know. I will. I will take my um this the other half of the sending stone set that I have. Um, the, the, 
the piece that I have, I'm gonna put that in my pocket. Just in case. I don't think the letter would have reached its destination yet, but I will bring it with me. Noted. <coughs> yeah. Yeah, you all begin to funnel in. There's a crowd of people. You smell various aromas. Um, it's a bit more cloudy today. The Aether Spirit Buggy looks muddled. But nonetheless, you see a bunch of bright, cheery faces. Uh, people super happy, super eager. And um, you're trying to navigate. It's definitely crowded. Like, there are some pockets of open space, whereas other times people are just, you know, with friend groups and everything else, and you have to, you know, kind of push past. And, you know, you get bumped, but it's not maliciously. People just are moving, and they don't really say anything to you. It's kind of like this is a normal occurrence. And eventually you end up getting to where, you know, the banners are and, and everything else, and you see innovation, stream, new. And <clears throat> you hear a thunderous clap and a, a lightning streak from the sky as everyone begins to then settle down and pay attention. And you see Arthur and Eganor come up <clears throat> and begin greeting everyone. Ah, yes, um... <clears throat> ah. Hello. Um, hmm. And, uh, he's trying to, again, to get everyone to settle down, and give me one minute while I actually... ...clear this. Because I forgot that I had this prepared. No! Well, I'm glad I stopped it when I did. I'm sorry, you blue-screened. That's not good. Who did we lose? Um, Beloved Richard. Blue-screened. I passed my oh, curse. No. Oh, no. He blew a kiss towards him. Yeah, I will wait to play this. While Eganor is trying to get people's attention... Can mm -hmm. I, like, yell, We love you, Eganor! And I want to use Thaumaturgy to make it louder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that happens. And you just see him look through the crowd with a big smile on his face and goes, I love you too! <laughs> and uh, upon hearing that, everybody just goes in uproar, We love you, Eganor! We love you, Arthur! Woo! They're, like, just whooping and hollering. Like, they're super excited to be here. Uh, you see a few uh, familiar faces in the crowd. Um, people that go to the university. Though, you do know that your main friends are already inside, already set up, prepared to talk to everybody and get things rolling. So. And on that note, Ricky, is your uh, computer still wigging out? No, I think I'm good. Okay. Sweet. Well, and while that all happens, I will go ahead and play this. Uh, people begin casting magic signs in the air as music begins uh, drifting through everyone's ears. And uh, his voice is amplified <coughs> as he uh, begins casting something to, to amplify his voice. <coughs> there we are. Hello. Oh, well, thank you all for settling down. I know you're you get started. <clears throat> My fellow enthusiasts, dreamers, scholars, 
workers and Azrafians. Approximately 500 years ago, the world as we knew it was thrown into chaos. Life as we knew, forever changed. Cataclysms on a scale never before seen. Two worlds even merged, forging a new plane of existence for us. Yet, look at us now. Truly, we are strong to have made it. And if you're coming here today from another guild or another city, I humbly want to give my thanks and hope that what you, when you see what we have to offer here today, you will also become inspired. My dear friend Zindalo once said, every dreamer knows that it is entirely possible to be homesick for a place you've never been to, perhaps more homesick than for familiar ground. But the same is true for the mind, an unsolved invention. It's a dangerous business in the world we live in. The Slayers, as he points to the Monster Hunters Guild, risking their lives for all of us. Same with the Explorers, charting and discovering new places and new things. And the Order, who is dedicated to our very safety, no matter the scrutiny. We don't just build and discover for ourselves, we also do it for all of you. Me and Aganor are also happy to reveal the release of an extension of Hexpack. It took a while, but we finally cracked how to provide an extra mod housing, and we'll be sure to disclose everything at the end of the showcase. Explore, experience, and then push beyond. Thank you for coming. And as he finishes, there's just an applaud from everybody around. Uh, they're they're very happy, very grateful. And uh, before you know it, everything picks back up. People are talking, clamoring, trying to get in. And uh, the ribbon is cut, and you are officially in. Where'd you like to go first? I'm looking for that inflatable unicorn belt, or what is it, the inflatable Pegasus belt? I don't know what the fuck that is. All right. <clears throat> um, is everybody going to the same destination, or are we uh, splitting off? I'm gonna follow oh. my mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I take a step to leave, and then I look back at the group. I want to know what the fuck that inflatable horse belt is about. Naturally. All right. Uh, you begin making your way, and uh, you see a gnobish inventor on top of the shoulder of a uh, very burly warforged. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, first demo, first showcase, you, you there, black-haired lady, you look like an inventor, come here, come on, step right up. Who he talking to? Don't be shy, do you want to try this thing or not? Who he talking to? I'll let somebody else do it, I'm talking to you. Me? Yeah, he's talking to you. I have gray hair. Gray-haired lady. Sorry, <laughs> my face not what it used to be. And he puts on his glasses. <laughs> That's why I was confused. <laughs> yeah, I kind of look at Amram like. <laughs> It'd be great. I'll hop up onto the the, the stand or whatever. Right. You look like the adventuring type of gal. You been, you been around? New Year? Yeah, but. Been around. Alright, everybody, let's give it up for a, let's give a round of applause for Maven. Ah, Maven, come on, tell us about yourself. Don't be shy. 
I've been to a lot of places. I've been around for a few centuries. Yes, I see, and he's stroking his long uh, white beard. Well, have you ever had the fear of drowning? Ever almost fell off of a cliff? Better yet, a waterfall? Ever had to jump over a waterfall to escape a pack of uh, blink hounds? No, no, yes, yes. Alright then. Well, you will be pleased to know, everybody, that with this. New invention here, Aether Powered, has charges, but you can always keep track. This inflatable device here, as he uh, brings it out, and I will uh, send all of you a picture. Uh, Alright. Bonk. And this is what the belt looks like, and then what it looks like when it is fully inflated. I will put it in general for now because I don't think it's going to matter. There you go. Uh, it's like a goldenish tan, or maybe like a bronze colored belt uh, with silver wings and the insignia of a horse. And uh, he taps it and goes, stand back, <coughs> and poof! Uh, it inflates. Uh, he clamps one around the Warforged, and he clamps one around you, uh, the Warforged being much denser. And he's like, alright, now, do you trust me, Avon? You seem like a trusting type of person. For the purposes of whatever it is you're about to do, sure. Alright. Now, if you're willing, you can try this, rather than just see it demonstrated on this here Warforged. It's all about trust. So we're in the business over in the business of trust. I'm about to launch you up super high. You just gotta press this button. And I promise you you're gonna be fine. No damage, no harm. Thomas, I think I think Ricky had a question real quick. Oh, I'm so sorry. No, yes. it's okay. I'm really getting into it. I'm sorry. <laughs> what it looked like? Yeah. Oh, so I had originally said that it is a uh, bronzish looking belt, and then it has like the head of a horse and wings coming off of uh, the side of it. That right, looks silver. Like, you just said it inflates. Look in the oh. look at the general chat. It's a horsey inner tube. Okay. Yeah. Now we'd love to be in a horse. So what do you say? Want to try it? You know what? Sure. All right. Just press this button. Ready? All right. And uh, he steps on a little pedal that uh, you previously didn't notice, and before you know, it, you're launched. Uh, like. 50 feet in the air. Um, you and this Warforged. And as you're going up, you have a grand view of everything going on. It looks absolutely beautiful. Uh, and then that is cut short by the stinking gut feeling as you begin to plummet. Do you press the button? Press the button. Okay. I also have a backup plan. I, I also have my other hand, like, twisted in a uh, specific motion, ready to use my face step, just in case. <laughs> yeah. And the Warforged just looks at you. This will be fun, friend. <laughs> and as you're beginning to fall down 40 feet, 30 feet, uh, 25 feet, and you press the button, 
and with a and a small whisk of smoke, uh, blue begins to come from the sides, and you begin to float down as if under the effects of Featherfall. Oh! Uh, and then you hear as um, the ground begins to give way, and there's a very deep pool of water. And once you and the Warforged uh, land in it, you realize that no matter what you do, and you kind of like tap it, it gives a solid ding, ding, uh, made out of some type of material. And uh, the Warforged doesn't go down even a little bit. And it's a, it's entirely made out of metal. Like you would think that he would stink, even given this whatever it is. And you're just cruising along, chilling in like lukewarm water. That's like 20 feet deep and surviving. And like, he like hits it with a bat. He tries to like push you down. Nothing will let you sink. Okay, yeah, uh, this is pretty cool. I say to the, the gnome. All right, with that, that concludes our first demonstration. Questions if you have them. Ladies and gentlemen, let's give another round up for our wonderful Warforged pal here. His name's Gizmo, and once again for, uh, Naven. <laughs> and with that, he helps you out. You click it again, and you, and, uh, you see a little, uh, meter, and there are, like, five of them, and you see that one is no longer, uh, blinking. Uh, on the belt. And the wings have kind of shrunken in just a little bit more. Yeah, I look at the belt around my waist. And I look at the gnome. What was the gnome's name again? Did I get it or no? I don't think I said a name. So I will say that his name is Larian. Larian? Cool. Yes. Yeah, yeah I, I kind of look down at the belt. I'm gonna get to you in a second. So can I can I keep this? Sadly, you cannot. It'll hit the market after the innovation showcase. Prices to be determined. I would not taking the belt off. I look at him for a second. I'm gonna use empathetic on him. Oh, that does. I forget what it does. I just posted it. Um, I want to get advantage on checks against him. No, I'm not going to beat him. Take a wisdom inside check contested by the target. Check if your checks attack rolls and ability checks against someone to limit the turn. Okay, give me one second. Uh, can I find this guy in time? Or no. Alright, so it's here for the lock of video in here. Let's do do major. Let's go with that. Alright, let's go with uh, let's go with thirteen. Alright. <clears throat> Alrighty. Efficiencies performance, which name. Yes. Alrighty. Uh go ahead and make your roll. If you already did. Oh, which yeah. Twenty-three. You succeed. Cool. See, I stare down at him for a second. I look down at the belt, and I stare into his eyes for an uncomfortably long second. And then just go, 
but you know, I did help you out with your demonstration, so I think it might be... It would make you pretty fucking cool if, you know, gave one to me. I'm gonna try to persuade him. Okay, roll persuasion. With advantage. Let's see. Uh, this is 16. Okay. <sighs> Look, lady, don't don't give me those eyes. I I would if I could. All right, I would if I could to to everyone that helped me do this. But there's protocol for these types of things, and I can't give you something that's not even on the market yet. What I can do looks around, do whole you know intellectual property to this. I can give you a discount. When this thing officially comes on, you should call me. Me hands you ascending stone. Cool. Yeah. All right. I will keep that in mind. And I kind of unbuckle the belt and hand it over to him. Thank you kindly. I take the sending stone. Let's get the call. Oh, I'll be calling, don't worry. And then I gotta go to Brandon's question, because I know Amaran had one, so I'll wait for them to get back. Um, while we are waiting on that, though, is there anything specifically that any else will, anyone else will want to go and check out? Or, like, want to lead the group to go and check out? Let's see if I see any fun people. Okay. Um, no, I think there's a, there's a funnel cake stand nearby. Okay. Yeah, I'll walk up to it. Okay, what else am I sitting at, by the way? I heard if you said Rhonda, what did you end up saying at the end, Ricky? I said, can you put us on the city map? Yeah. <laughs> you said he wanted to go to? Yeah. Well, Amory had a question, so I was actually about to uh, get to you. Uh, he turns and looks. Sorry, oh, my bad. Oh, yes, you start. Mm-hmm. Ooh, me. Uh, okay. Yes. Uh, What's your name, son? Uh, uh, Amara. You know, the Raffian, aren't you? Nice to meet you, Amara. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, great. Uh, I have a question. This is about the practical use of your invention. I, I understand that it replicates a spell that already exists. Is it, per se, at fault of the same... <laughs> deliberating, like, counters that that same spell would have. No, it is not. Okay. And how long can you fall before it stops working? You can fall for... <clears throat> One second. <laughs> Sixty feet. And I have just one more question. Of course. I will say, though, the other reason why, too, is because it only works for that one person. Well, it has similar effects to Featherfall. can't affect all your friends in one space. It only works on one person at a time. Ah, uh, understood. Is there, perhaps, a way where it could be made to be more... fashion-oriented? 
I, don't, don't get me wrong, the prototype looks fine. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Yes, did you consider maybe a inflatable lion belt? Yes, I don't want to be saved by a winged horse. Or just but a, a mighty lion. Perhaps a dragon, even. Ooh, a dragon belt. Thematic and fashionable. Can you think for a second? Both you can be. You could release them in other animals. Sorry, what did you say? Both of you give me persuasion checks. Would you say he is a common man? (laughs) I would say he's a common man. (laughs) He's just a dude. (laughs) Whoa, whoa, whoa! He is a commoner. Is a we've had this discussion. Oh wait, no, you're right. Oh, you're right. You're right. 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 He is not a commoner. God fucking damn it. Thank you, Josh. It's not commoners, it's common folk. (laughs) Yes, but common folk is a background in the supplement. It's a subset of backgrounds. There are several things that are common folk. I want the Does this guy shovel manure for a living? FaceTiming. All righty. So, let's get back into it. Uh, we left off with Scorch interacting with, excuse me, Virian, as they were being led to the Worker's Gauntlet. And you were all heading, oh, oh actually, and then Theodore was heading off in the complete opposite direction, uh, Oblivious. Where are you? Where's your group heading? And possibly Theodore. Adelia is subbing funnel cake in her mouth, covered in a horrendous amount of syrup. As he is I, following behind Maven. I, I finished my funnel cake and I wiped my, my hands on my pants um, after after beating the plum pit out of Amram. Um, <laughs> it, it shoots out of him like a like a bullet um and we are going to see his friends and their little right. bob <coughs> so i let him lead the way all right yep you navigate through the crowds and 
as you're all going, you end up seeing Virian and uh, another cloaked figure uh, make their way uh, across to an opposite stand where the worker golems are, and nearby is also the shield demonstration. Do I see my boys? You do. You do. Uh, across the way. Oh, Amaram! 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 I have the, like, the little bit of uh, funnel cake still in my in my hand. I didn't want to take that much from her because I didn't pay for it, but I have just a little bit. <laughs> I'm just waving with the other hand as I'm eating. Yeah, they're very excited to see you. And uh, you see her turn around, start turning, you see a small flash, and uh, all of a sudden she turns around and you hear a rough! And uh, there's like a flash of light. And before you know it, there's like a little fox dog thing in front of you made of metal and seems to be glowing with blue energy. Looking at you like a little tail. have the presentations been going? Uh, they've been going amazingly. And you see two little uh, kids come up. Doggy! Doggy! <clears throat> and they try to chase it. But wait till you see these. And all of a sudden, from behind one of the buildings, you're a small... And you're a... Vroom! And you see, like, an elephant come around the corner. Same and intricate metalwork brimming with blue energy as it goes around. <clears throat> and then two other creatures of light that we've never seen. One seems to be a very small lizard creature with like uh, four different uh, feathery wings. And the other one uh, seems to be uh, just a ball that's rolling with uh, two little humps coming from the side. Uh, and then, like, on display, you see, like, a bunch of smaller creatures, and those ones are making their way to the menagerie. Uh, these ones are here, and people are asking questions, looking around, and, yeah, apparently these are called Lifecraft creatures. Minecraft. Rookie, I'm gonna murder you. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, what do you all think? That's my elephant impression. <laughs> Pretty dang rad. <laughs> Welcome. Everybody needs to acknowledge it. <laughs> Did you get the kinks worked out where if you wave flashing lights in front of them, they just die? That and I, I go in front and I just start doing this. Yes, and the other one where they would charge unexpectedly. That's good. That's good. Yes, we don't want to repeat with, uh... Yeah. Anyway. <clears throat> but yes. So, now, whenever you go to museums, you can have live interactions with animals, fully automated to safe. And, and all of a sudden, you hear a... And you hear almost like a metallic screech as you see a B-Rex <clears throat> come around from another corner. And slowly making their way, uh, slowly trying to not crush anyone, 
And then at one point, like, there's a kid who's chasing a ball who runs under it. And it looks as if he's about to step on it, and it just stops. And it looks down. Its eyes, like, glowing blue. For the kid eventually, like, just waves at it and goes away. And then it goes... And you hear its uh, wings begin to... And it begins to uh, hover and uh, fly around. And just kind of glide above everybody. <coughs> Druids can now have a vast line of being able to uh, see interesting beasts you may want to someday encounter. Um, again, live interactions at zoos and the menagerie. And we've tried to model their anatomy as best as possible so others can study it. Again, finding a live specimen is still top of the line preferred. But I feel like there's a lot of potential here for not just creatures, but I mean, we could maybe even tailor vehicles after that. I mean, the possibilities are limitless. We're trying to start, like, a whole, like, theme of vehicle. They said they had, they had it, they, you said they had smaller little dudes, right? And, yes, uh, Adelia, I believe. You can indeed write. Though, caution, as per usual. We're giving a free, uh, ride on one of the latest ones, so we will have to wait. I believe he's going to be coming back around soon. And as the B-Rex lands, uh, you see there's, like, seats along its spine. And there are kids and adults and just different people all strapped in. And uh, then it just kind of slides off like a roller coaster. And they unlatch themselves, and they're like, all right, next up. <laughs> I eye Rex dubiously. Yeah. Micah also is looking at the creatures very warily. The devil's open. Uh, how exactly are these creatures controlled? Good thing you asked. <clears throat> they are controlled this. And she shows off her necklace, which seems to be an inlay of various aether crystals. Um... Directly linked by thoughts. And so anyone could potentially control them if they had such a necklace? I know what you're thinking, and your glory is warranted. But, one, each is only tailored to one specific life creature at a time. In addition, should this control mechanism ever break, the creature automatically goes inert, rendered useless. There is no other way to control it. Hmm. And what? are there fail-safes for if it were, for instance, stolen from you? On that terrific account, we only ever power them on whenever we are ready to send them out or control them. Furthermore, the bigger ones are heavily guarded. There is a core that can be taken out. There is another failsafe to where that should... This is both... Technically, there's one key pin holding them all together that the creator or per creator only knows about. Moving that pin uh, severely dismantles a lot of the gears connected to the joint, so it wouldn't be able to move. 
Um, that's pretty much all we've got, though. There technically could still be ways to, you know, work a way around that and, you know, God forbid it gets stolen. But we're working hard and constantly monitoring to make sure that that doesn't happen. That is comforting. Certainly. True, but if we didn't have a little risk, I don't think there'd be any reward. Right. As innovators and inventors, we have to push ourselves to see what we can truly accomplish. Hmm. I'm looking at all of the little robo-creatures, looking at the scurry around. Are they, are they in, like, cages? Or, like, how are they contained? No, they're just, like, roaming around. Um... Generally in cages, you know, you know, like five different creatures that are set up. Uh, some are a cat or dogs. Um, another is like a uh, eater. Uh, there's one that's modeled to look and act like a gremlin, though it cannot stuck either. I'll pick up the ant eater. It looks I, at you. I hold it under his little his little arms and I look at it and I just I hold it like a baby. Uh, its eyes dim a little bit, and you see like almost like uh, like two crescent moons, and it like gives like a mechanical smile. It just kind of boots you its nose. And then, yeah, I just I just hold it like a baby for a few minutes, just like. <clears throat> Maybe I won't go riding any of them just yet, but they, they are pretty cool. Now, the bigger ones have a central control uh, unit, but for the smaller ones, uh, they're self-automated. They run off of Aether and they you can turn it on, turn it off. Uh, it just does what it does for about 24 hours. And is the intention for these Aether creatures to be sold? Yes, to just or... be available to anyone who wants them. Think of them as toys. Uh, gigantic toys. The, so, we have, like, the toy models, of course, and then for the other ones, they're primarily used to study. They have been tailored to mimic certain monster behavior. Uh, the B-Rex, as you've seen, has not been magically imbued with those types of functions but say you wanted to help train the monster of the skills and <clears throat> this is a creature that they were probably going to encounter or you'd want to train them should it be a more common creature you can have them fight them now it would be a real fight and you know they do have the potential to be seriously injured but with someone overseeing it you could automatically shut it down whenever needed if it proved to be too much. Um, even something such as, um, fuck, what's this one called? Uh, Anti-Magic Field would also render any of these creatures completely inert, would be useless, would fall to the ground. Theodore looks up from his, um, what he's been studying the whole time, he kind of looks around, he looks confused for a second, 
Wait, so aren't these things basically just Warforged, but like animals? There you go. Oh, they are. Okay. Just, I would say more advanced to react. Well, not react better. Um, have more emotion, perhaps? Warforged are solely perpetrated from war. Well, not war, but uh, subduing, uh, attacking, protecting, if need be. These aren't for that. Though I suppose if you Should really want to do Sorry, second. Didn't you say that's what they're for, though? Yes. Okay. Yeah, after you bring that up, it looks like she's like really deep in thought thinking about something. Yeah, yeah Micah turns just back. looks over at uh, you. <laughs> Theodore turns back to the thing in his hand, the shiny bracelet with his magnifying glass down close to it while he stares at it. And then a floating funnel cake comes in and takes a bite of it. What is you so enthralled, Theodore? I, I I bought this um <clears throat> I bought this bracelet from this guy. I'm trying to figure out if it's real or not, so I know if I can put it in my uh, collection. Are ah. you showing it openly? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Amram. As your gaze falls upon it, you immediately realize <clears throat> that those are the type of bracelets that you would all get upon the induction to the final ceremony for when the door was opened. Uh, how did you get that? Yes, it's quite fashionable. Did he have more? Mm. Nah, I can't tell if it's fake or not. Can, can I see it? I, I didn't wish to touch it, I just wished to see it. I'll hold it in my hand before you. If it is a replica, they have knowledge of things of Azeroth, which could hold value in and of itself. This is a trinket, highly useless here, but it holds some significance. I'm thinking, once I find out more about it, it is real, I'm going to put it on display. I can tell you anything you need. It's oh. extremely useless here. Well, I'd appreciate that. Me out of my office and help me if it's real. Um, I got it for like seven gold. Um, hmm. if it's real, then we can uh, we can help me make the um, the placard for it. But when I put it on display, 
Amram seems to have a troubled look on his face, like he's conflicted with something, but is thoroughly not moving closer to the object. Theodore does not seem to notice, and then he bites his magnifying glass between his teeth, and then he starts doing this with it. Um, it, it's probably quite old, depending on where it was received. That's what I figured. I just had to make sure that it wasn't fake. <clears throat> Aren't there more sure ways to determine that? But your people. Well, I mean, this was this is a good initial test. I mean, it, you know. And then he'll um open up the satchel, drop it in the satchel gingerly into the abyss of crumpled paper. And as <clears throat> you all wrap that up, Therian, you continue making your way of Scorch, and eventually you get to the Worker's Gauntlet demo. And you see these uh, very big gloves that seem metallic. Um, <clears throat> they seem to be made of uh, different types of metal, yet are able to easily constrict and and whatnot. There is a uh, aether augmentation crystal at the very heart of it, a nice big blue gem, and you hear the whirring of gears and uh, small spasms of electricity that shoot from it. And with these worker gauntlets, not only will the lives of others be simpler, but the second configuration allows for the miners to get job done at a expedited rate. For example, and you see him holding up a very large rock and with one hand just crushes it, uh, completely rendering it, rendering it to rubble. And I don't know why it stopped playing. Uh, and then as he uh, twists something and it switches back and the electricity begins again, Regardless, <clears throat> as I'm finishing this up, I hope you've all thoroughly enjoyed it and realize and realize the potential investment this has. Uh, but mainly, again, whether you're working in the mines or get out get, get out of here, uh, whether you're working in the mines or you're at the aether forges or an aether harvesting plant, this allows for a safer means of condensing it and doing what you need to do as well as speeding up production. Thank you. Let me know if you have any questions. All right. Uh, next. Oh, uh, sorry. You there. <clears throat> uh, yes, he is. Oh, hi. Hi, I'm sorry, you seem to have caught the tail end of that demo, but if you wanted to stick around, I could still show you a couple of things. Oh, that would be lovely. Of course. <clears throat> uh, but yeah, normally, you don't... Hmm. Where are you, uh, where are you from? Your features, I haven't been able to quite discern them. I am, um, from out of town. Um, okay, well, thank you for uh, making your way here to, to join us. It's very much appreciated.
Thunder Child just decided to stop working. Perhaps. Perhaps indeed. Chelsea. No. Good night. There we go. Prince. Okay. Yes. <clears throat> um. And honestly, whenever you get a chance and check out the other thing behind me, that's where we have the drill. These are supposed to be paired together. Um, but yes, I mean, these combined with the mobile drill will make working twice, if not four times as fast. And as you're there observing everyone, you notice that Scorch seems to be kind of um, rubbing his hands together nervously and then... Uh, quickly looks towards something and starts looking around. Yes, yes, quite, quite, quite interesting. Um, you aren't perhaps uh, worried that you know someone might use them for harm or property damage. Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> using it for harm only those authorized even begin to have access to these and use them. Otherwise, they're locked up and stowed away. Uh, they're normally for bigger jobs. Um, as for property damage, I mean, that's also kind of partially what they're for if you have to demolish a building. Um, Stop being such a worry work. Exactly. But, I mean, yeah, your strength is amplified tenfold in order to begin carving a path. And to be honest, with some of the recent collapses lately in Gilliper, I'm hoping this might also offer extra protection. Uh, maybe they're up, maybe they'll be able to just completely obliterate some of the rubble that may be coming their way. Or better yet, save a friend. <coughs> so many other applications you can use these for. Um, acting as a conduit to hold and, oh, sorry? Recent collapses, how recent? Um, I mean, I assume you must have not heard the reports, uh, last week, actually. Uh, we've got two that have happened already, so, normally they're, they're pretty good, I mean, of course the dwarves very much know what they're doing, but probably some monster activity in the area, we've sent monster hunters to investigate, so hopefully they'll have that sorted out in a jiff. <coughs> I see. Yeah. Right. Don't need to worry. I'm sure everything will be fine. And then you see Scorch kind of mirror his eyes and his voice becomes a little bit more pronounced. He says, So, just you that came up with this idea? But your wonderful colleagues. I'd love to give them some of the credit. You know? Well, my colleagues actually aren't here right now, they're volunteering with other work. But rest assured, everyone is getting their part, and their names will be published. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. I mean, you think such an extravagant event like this, they'd want to at least have, you know, part in showcasing the demos. And there's an odd silence that falls between the two. For the host just kind of pricks up. Well, I mean, I'm sure... He's been very adamant about uh, helping around. Next question, please. 
Thank you. Have a good one. And I will I'll start walking off and look back at look back at the goblin. Um, do you know where the um, I believe it was the transforming shield? Maybe that's what it was called. I remember there was a shield. Oh, um, yes. <laughs> this will be the last thing that I can uh, scorch you to, and then I gotta bounce. Um, yeah, <clears throat> right, right this way. And after some time, you both end up making your way, and Amram, Scorch uh, accidentally bumps into you. <clears throat> Deli. He's disassociating. <laughs> You end up seeing him too, and he almost tripped on part of his cloak. Oh, I'm terribly sorry. You're muted, boy. I, my hotkey's not working. <laughs> At one point, I set up a hotkey so I can hit. Whatever. Oh, Scorch, it's you. What are you doing here? Um. He immediately gives you like a warm smile and goes to give you a handshake, but then that excitement, that fondness, uh, quickly dissipates and turns into a uh, very anxious and nervous manner. Oh, I, I, I didn't know that you would be here. What are you doing here? Don't you have other things to, to, to check out? Have, have you been? I'm glad to see that you're well. Um, you, you as well. You as well. Uh, Adeli. Uh, oh, I, um. <laughs> Look at that. Um, oh, you, everyone's here. Oh, no. yeah. oh everyone. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's, that's great. Guys, this is Scorch. I don't know if you remember, but it was before we met the three of you. It was just the three of us. Yeah. Yeah. Be cool. I happened to run into Oh. I see. This a... Begins, uh, oh, yeah. like, oh, nice. Right now. What are you doing here, school? I don't think you met before. I don't know if we have, but any any friends of... My allergy's been really bad lately. <clears throat> uh, here, uh, actually take this little uh, pick right up. It really clears the sinuses. I'm not good, thank you. No. Uh, of course. Um, I didn't know you all <laughs> knew each other. Um... I'm, yeah, same as everyone else, just, uh, drawing the showcase. You want some kind of cake? What's been your favorite part so far? Ah, uh, escorting this young lady. Um, she, she got lost, and I just wanted to, you know, help her find her way. Um, yeah, that's been my favorite part. The worker gauntlets were really cool. Uh... I'd love some funnel cake, Adeli. Thank you. Actually, no, I don't know if it was the best thing for me right now. Um, <clears throat> it's good for the nerves, bad for the cholesterol. Good to know. She just extends a big glob towards him. He takes it and begins winching down on it. Uh, so, how uh, long do you all plan on being here today? I mean, it doesn't sound as sus as you sound, Thomas. 
Oh yeah, no, most definitely. Okay, can I can I slap an insight check just to see like why he seems so sus? I mean, you can, but unless you're looking for something specific, it's just gonna be a general vibe check. Yeah, I just want to generally vibe check him. Okay. And I've never met this guy before, right? No. Like this, but this is the guy that I've heard is the goblin that they found when they were like fighting baddies. I think we let slip that he kind they, of killed us. They've mentioned the name before, right? Yeah, like, no, they, they have, they have. They've yeah, they yeah. they mentioned that this guy tried to kill them, right? What a little bit, though. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm a vibe a tiny, a tiny bit of A tiny bit of a murder plot. I'll, I'll reply to Scorch. Oh, I imagine oh. we'll be here the rest of the day, you know, enjoying the whole event. Hey, have I met you before or something like... I, I don't believe that we've met. Uh, I'm, I'm a little... I I, I'm not good at meeting. I don't socialize much. Um, uh, and then, like, realizing, like, where who all he's talking to and realizing that, like, his face is fully exposed. He'll kind of, like, draw the hood over, try to, like, cover that part of his face again, show his good side. Um, no, but any any friend of this is a friend of, um, is a friend of mine. And as you try to insight check him, Theodore, you're not really sure what he's doing here. And, I mean, yeah, he does sound weird, but more than anything, he just sounds super anxious and super nervous. Um, it's very odd as to why, given this is such a festive event. Maybe he's not a people person, but do you have heard some of the stories that they've told. So that could potentially have something to do with it, but you really don't know much about this guy. So you you tried to like kill them before, right? Like <clears throat> he begins choking on the uh, funnel cake. <laughs> Sorry, <clears throat> could, what? Could, could you say that again? Pardon me. It wasn't really. Yeah. It was like it was a warning of potential. Murderous creatures. He came into his place, honestly. If I had, like, wild dogs and I opened the door and I said, Hey, y'all better get out of here. I'm releasing the wild dogs into my yard. That's kind of my fault for being in your yard. He sees my hand. I definitely described it as sort of kind of tried to kill us. And then he suddenly hears a voice and he said, Now let's see here. Friends, I don't know you, and I don't trust you. You seem kind of sus. So, it's the one. If you like harm my friends or something, and then I just my eyes, like I don't use my head, but my eyes just like go down towards my heel. And then back to him. Understand? You see a brief red glint in his eye. <clears throat> as he still keeps the same timid and anxious demeanor. But you hear back in your head. I wouldn't dream of hurting that. He sees a piece of funnel cake float in the air between us. And I menacingly take a bite out of the floating funnel cake. There's a wet wisp, wisp as uh, it suddenly yoinks uh, from you, and he goes... With his hands or what? Like... With his psyker ability. 
<laughs> Is everything alright? I think they're flirting. Oh. I didn't mean to interrupt. But, uh, how about that shield? Uh, now that you're back, Virion, how about, how about we leave you two to it? Well, I kind of want Scorch to join us, no? No, I we think... We have a lot of catching up to do. I think it might and be a good idea... I think it might be a good idea if, if we let Scorch go on his way. Well, he's, he's, he doesn't have a lot of time to spend time with friends, right? Every time we oh, see him, he's cool. always, like, working or, like, with weird people. Well, where are you heading, Scorch? Perhaps we could just accompany you there. Two things will happen as this conversation is going on. The first one is, as you call him your friend, Amarand, his anxious demeanor drops a little bit, and he looks up at you with a very, like, almost longing look, and he just goes, wait, uh, really? And then, as you come in, Micah, and state your thing, uh, he that anxiousness kind of returns and is breathing, takes a deep breath. Oh, <laughs> um, no, I wouldn't want to bother you. Besides, this shield, I've heard great things about it. Um, well, the shield will be here. It, if, if, if they want to visit with you, we can, of course, return to it later. Where are you heading? Like I said, we're just perusing. Um, and he looks off in the distance. And his eyes go to the ground and look back around all of you. This is going to be a set thing. I need both you, Amram, to give a persuasion check, you, Micah, to give a persuasion check, and you, Adeli, to give a persuasion check. How long have we been talking to this you man? You can roll with advantage. How long have we been talking to this man? Uh, like a minute. At least. <laughs> <laughs> and I use my uh, diplomat ability to try to contest his insight to get his advantage anyway. <laughs> sure. And real quick. Never mind. I remember the full conversation you had with him. Um, 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 um Are you still trying to conceal your identity, Micah? A little bit. I'm not. Uh, well, I'm not outwardly. Okay. Let me roll a quick insight check. Course, this course. is against the charm. Okay. Well, what does he have to roll? Insight against my charm. Uh, against my persuasion, or else he is charmed, which means I have advantage on my persuasion. Insight. Uh, okay. So we roll two then. So the first one, and then the second one. Okay, so the first one he fails. The second one, though, um, he regards you a little bit more cautiously. Micah. If a 16 is not enough, I want to use one of the psionic die on the if that's because it's ability check. Yeah, so Mike will fail. You will succeed Adeli, and so will Amaran. 
Though, your presence still matters, Mike. So as he's regarding all of you, not being familiar, as familiar with, with uh, you, Virin, or you, Theodore, and having a very interesting elevation. Um, sure, we can, but we don't have much time. And he is going to take something from his pocket and crush it as a mist envelops him. And this now sense of urgency begins to go with him with every step. And he begins leading you behind one of the booths. Oh! Who's he? Is it all of us? Yeah, he's he's motioning to all of you, but he's primarily looking at Micah, Adele, and Amaran. My eyes are on all three of you. Yeah, Adele's just looking back, she's like I'm keeping up with it. I will follow. I trust them. I'm following. I'll follow. Okay. Um you all shouldn't be in the square, and I thought I could do this, but there are so many people here, much more than I ever thought. I didn't know you would be here, and I don't want to hurt any of you, at least not again anyway. Um, you should really try and get everyone out of the square by that fountain over there. Um, I know like, there are like two, three of the demos going on, but you really gotta get them out of here. Why? I'm not exactly sure. Um, I just know it's not going to be good. And what does this have to do with your boss? <laughs> yes. Um, I, I, I really don't want to do this, but they didn't really give me much of a choice. Um, and you, uh, Adele, you said that one of your friends was with the Order, right? They might be able to help? Yeah, it's that one. And Adele would point at Micah. I don't, well, technically don't. two now. Oh yeah. Huh? And he takes like two, like a step back. Oh yes. Is that how many exits are there to this? Like, or what? We're in like a alleyway kind of between stands or something. Yes, but like, so you're like behind a couple of booths, and some people give you like the weird eye, but they're like, yeah, whatever. They're not messing with my demo. And I would say they're like, there's like the pat, like the, because he's, fuck. I should, I guess I didn't. I should have thought of a map of this part. So it's okay. you're thinking like. North, I just want to know how many exits there are three. to the area. There are three. Okay. And you are already blocking one. <clears throat> yeah. Micah is maneuvering around, kind of, to get onto the opposite side of Scorch. How much time <laughs> we got? Um. And he looks up. Well, it's just a little past noon. Uh, so not long. Time until what? what what's going on? I, oh, I don't, don't know. entirely know. Like they don't tell me details of these things. I just didn't want the other half of my face burned off, alright? Hmm. Well, Micah would be able to help you, right? Look, I, my, I'm pretty sure the off. They're, they're gonna have eyes on me again. I, I don't have much time, alright? I'm sure you all could do something. Um, I'm sorry. It's alright. We just clear everyone up to the square, yes? Um, I hope no one gets hurt, but if you're if you're the order, you you can help. You can you can fix things. Um, 
and maybe I can help, too. You... I thought about you, Citadelli, for a while now. Um... I've been thinking about it for a bit. And I think I, I do want to help you. Um... But I can't. Not here. Not right now. Um... I've, I've got to go do my I, thing. If you're trying to communicate a potential threat on the events today, then I'm afraid well, we can't let you leave until this is sorted. Uh, I don't know if we have time to try to keep him. It doesn't seem like we have a lot of time to evacuate the square. You begin to hear a low, or you don't hear, but you feel a tremor beneath your feet. I grab, <laughs> I grab Scorch by the arm, and give me an athletics. I'm not trying to hold him in place. I just, I, I want to, I want to talk okay. to him for a second before he dips. Okay. I'm not, I'm not trying to keep him from running. I just grab him for a second and I pull him close to my face before you take off. What was in the vial, the orange vial? Um. New persuasion check. <laughs> With advantage. With advantage. Oh, that one's not good. Okay. That was a little bit better. Okay, let's see, let's see. Thirteen. Uh, 13's not high enough. Um, do I see him wavering? Do I see him wavering? You do see him wavering. I will then follow it up with, I used it to bring Adeli back to life. What was in it? Roll me another check. No advantage. <gasps> Am I close enough just to, just to hear this with my own ears? Oh yeah, most definitely. Man! <laughs> That's a seven, baby! <laughs> I... And as you, as he begins to tell you, it looks as if you've convinced me of this, but he wants to tell you and whatever he crushed, whatever sword spell there was, the veil around him begins to dissipate. And he, he notices as he looks at, at his arm, and uh, a look of worry just goes all over his face. And you see uh, his eyes begin to water a little bit before he squints them. Uh, get off of me! Uh, I, I told you I don't know anything. And um, he shuts his eyes and attempts to flee. I'm a telepathically pulling towards me. Now I I let him go and um Yeah, I let him go. I'm not psychically drink and Thomas. I'ma start uh <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um yeah. Uh DC thirteen, right? Yeah, strength. Yeah, he succeeds. He does succeed. Do I um, however he feels the pull. And then he's reminded that, even given the situation is in, while he may be able to be watched, his thoughts cannot be detected. And he looks at you, Theodore, as he continues to run away, making his way towards the main curtain of where Egnor Schneck and Arthur uh, first gave their speech, and are probably doing like some prep work or something. And he lets you know, I'm sorry it came to this, but if I can find a way out, I will try and help you guys. 
Adelian Amram made me see things in a different light. I'm chasing him, Thomas. Okay. If Theodore takes off, I'm gonna grab him by the arm real quick. If he tries to yeet away, I was blocking the other way. I want to try and grab him too. Okay, give me. Actually, as you're doing that, I will need you to give me a strength saving throw. I want to start trotting to the square. This okay. is happening. So yeah. I've got. The, I got Virian. And Adeli go into the square. Amram Me also too. go into the square. You too? Okay. I'm trying to talk to Edor and Micah when they okay. keep trying to grab little I will let you do so in a second because you did say that you grabbed Theodore's arm. I will let you, you two can have an interaction in a second. Um, make that strength saving throw, Micah. Did. Got an 18. 18. Okay. You succeed. Though you, it does take all of your might not to move. Um, now I will need you to give me an athletics check. Holy shit. And I don't know if you want to roll up an issue. Like, well, I don't know what's going to be happening, but if the athletic, if I fail to grab him, there is one other thing that I want to try. It it took a lot of strength just to keep yourself from being forced away. Um, it felt like the psychic pull was weird, or push as it were. Uh, and you try to grab him, but he's just too nimble. He, like, gets really low and almost rolls out of the way and continues, uh, running. Um, I'm gonna let Theodore and Maven have an interaction, and then, depending, I will probably start up initiative. Okay. Well, it's more so directed at both of them. Okay. Uh, I've got I've got Theodore by the arm and I'm looking at I'm looking at Micah and I just go According to him, everybody every single life that is in, that is in the square right now is in a lot of fucking danger. And you're choosing to chase after him instead of getting all these people out. We've got to move. Yeah, because he knows what's happening. No, he doesn't. He's a, he's a stupid little lackey who isn't privy to any information about anything. I will pull away from Maven and run after him. Okay. I look at Micah, I wait for Micah to see his reaction, and whatever, whether it's to chase after Lil Fucko or to go with uh, Amram and Adeli and Virian, I'm going with Amram, Adeli, and Virian. I brain blast Micah. Look, we have to get this guy. Whatever he's doing, we don't know what he's doing, we have no way to stop him. Micah looks torn as he watches Maven turning to go and help them and you getting ready to run and uh, he says I have to put those people first and then he's gonna step away and head towards the fountain but he's gonna hand you a pair of handcuffs as he reaches into his bat, some that he looked like he had ready in his hand beneath his cloak. They just plucked out of the air. Alrighty. Good luck. And Michael will turn to head to the over there. Okay. We're gonna take a, another quick 10-ish minute break because <laughs> I should have foresaw this being a possibility and I don't have a second battle map pulled up. I have so, now I'm trying to figure out if I'm going to jump back and forth or not, because I already have one for the main square ready. 
<laughs> Do you just need like a city map, Thomas? Probably. I need so I need some type of map that at least has like a platform where two people will be. Um Yeah. Right. Or I could probably like input something in. Or at least like a plaza in like I don't know, something like that. I'll be back in eight minutes. <laughs> okay, yeah. So now that he's in here, um, oh, group one, with the exception of Theodore, go ahead and describe how you want to try and do this, how you want to try and get these people out of here. You, you got some time. You guys didn't dilly dally, so you got some time to try and work this out. Before there was one thing I wanted to do first, now that I remember that I'm a paladin. Okay. As he's running away, and, uh, he, uh, what's his name? Indiana Jones looks like he's ready to give chase. Um, Micah is going to reach beneath the cloak and produce forth a golden sigil and hold it out into the direction where he's running. Mm -hmm. And he is going to cast a spell. What it's spell? Command. Micah's eyes will glow. Ah, this might play out very differently then. That is important. He will glow. A His eyes begin to glow a golden molten hue. And some energy coalesces around the sigil in his hand. And he just points with a finger at Scorch. And in a booming voice utters, I command thee. Neil! You immediately get looks from Warforged and citizens alike as you have openly commanded someone. But continue. Alleyway, what the fuck are they gonna do? Uh, depending on what's going on, arrest you. <laughs> I'll arrest them. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Uh, what's the, is it a safe? Yeah. Uh, all right. What do I have what to? What I was saying is, we were in an alleyway. How did they notice me? Oh, I did say you were like at a at a spot where like there weren't yeah, too many people. Well, I will say like the people at least noticed because you did still you say it in a booming voice. Yeah, I'm cool with that. I just I, they hear coming from an alleyway me yelling at somebody. All right. Um. See me cast a spell. Oop, I didn't mean to click on that. My bad. Could just be that powerful persuasion. Uh, is it a wisdom save? Yes, it is a wisdom save against 13. Let's see how he does. He gets 14. <gasps> no! No! Minus one because I baned him. Ah, that's not my character. I was like, wait, what? Wait, what? Wait, what? what is... Huh? I got worried for a second. I was like, oh shit, they might get him. Um, but yeah, he keeps running. He does look back and you hear him. You hear in your mind, Micah, the words, I'm sorry. All right, I'm assuming you continue going. Micah, Micah leaves after okay. that. He heads out of the alleyway to okay. join his friends. Play, copy. Hydra. 
pause. Let me turn that up a little bit. I have that like super low. And then which one's this one? Okay. <clears throat> so yes. So, oh wait, my bad. Yeah, how are you getting these uh, people out first? Uh, as as I run to catch up with Varian and Adeli, I'm just I, I will be just shouting at the top of my lungs uh, and waving my arms like a like a big old bird, waving my arms very widely. I'm I'm yelling uh, at anyone who will look at me. Everybody needs to get as far away from the square as they can. Everybody leave. Just, just, just yelling. Oh yeah, what for? Magical terrorist threat. The, wait, wait, huh? Um, uh. the the warforged immediately come up to you, um, or at least uh, the commander does. All the rest, premises, secure the premises. You must leave now. <laughs> uh, they begin forcing people to go away from. Uh, the center point where you're at. Uh, what does everyone else do? Um, I am gonna go ahead with my, uh, you know what? Why not? With my order uniform underneath, I will unbutton my dress, revealing the order uniform, and, uh, pull down the hood of my cloak. Um, and then I will, uh, nah, I'm not going to pull out the roche just yet. That's kind of a lot. Um, <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> that's kind of a lot. Kind of a lot. Uh, yeah, I'm just going to go ahead and uh, reveal order uniform. And then I'm going to go to the Commander Warforged. Um. Yes, the people in the square are in danger. There is word of an attack coming. Uh, there's a blue light that begins going up and down your body. Order member identified. Sarah, last name, unknown. Affiliation, order. And uh, they look back towards you. <clears throat> and um, what do you need? You look back to me or back to Maven? Uh, the one person looks back to you and asks, what do you need? While well, the rest are ushering citizens to get out. The patrons of the booths, uh, at least the ones that are doing the demos for the for their inventions. Well, we can't just leave this stuff here. What do you want us to abandon it? No. <laughs> I'll run up to, to I'll run up to that person, whoever they are. And I'm, I, I'll gr grab them by the sides of the arms and give them a good sh shake them real hard once, and I go, grab whatever you can carry in your arms and get the fuck out. <sighs> Fucking hell. Um, oh, uh, what was your friend's name again, Amram? I have many friends. <laughs> they they look towards your... Scorch? <laughs> mean... They look towards Adenor. your... They look, <laughs> they look towards your artificer friend, whose name I can't remember at the moment. And Brian they, they and call out Alufa. 
Yeah, Brennan Alufa. And they look towards them asking for assistance. And she begins uh, commanding one of the bigger animals. Uh, and uh, their wings kind of like outstretch almost like a platform. Uh, and hold in position as it try- as the people begin loading stuff up. And... You good? This is a terrorist threat and they're loading shit up? <laughs> they don't want to leave their inventions. Go! You have to leave. And I'm going to cast Minor Illusion into the sky and have, like, the sigil of the order there spinning around with arrows pointing towards the exit. <laughs> yeah! Like you're at a mini mall, but it's just telling you to leave. Give me a persuasion check. I'll give you a fire persuasion check. I'll kill him. It's either they take it or it's at a risk of being stolen. What you get? I rolled with advantage on accident. Take the right. I don't want to take the right because it's higher. Take the right. <laughs> it you feels dirty. That's how it works. If it's wrong, you take the right. So that way it's consistent. <sighs> what do you say? Is that oh, no. I got a 23. I'm sorry. I blue screened. <laughs> Um, they look upset, but you see that, um, a few Aether canisters and crystals are left behind. Um, the power drill is able to be taken, but not the gauntlets. Um, a lot of the Lifecraft, uh, creatures are left behind, though the B-Rex and, uh, other flying creature... Take what they're able to carry and go. And with that, just as they begin to leave, you all begin. Well, also the scene in a second, because now I can play music. Yeah. All right. Fear. Nervous. I am looking for any children that may have lost, any children that may be on their own and don't understand what's happening. Give me a perception check. Oh, can I? It's dark. Can okay. I help her? Sure. Uh, help advantage. Cool, cool, cool. Okay. Starts as a small vibration beneath your feet. A distant tremor. And as you give pause to try and discern what exactly it is, it begins to grow more and more into a steady rumble. Uh, the remaining citizens around you begin to take notice and begin to flee. Before at last there is a final crash as something erupts, completely destroying the fountain. <gasps> and there's nothing left but a hole. And you see a creature, what resembles a goblin, but looks to be almost like an abomination of one. And as that happens, uh, it comes out and lets out a screech. Uh, dripping this blue liquid almost as if it had just got done absorbing Aether, but his eyes show wisps of orange. And with that... Uh, you also notice two other holes, or three other, like, holes that begin to burrow beside, like, the main crater. And you see three more gremlins appear. 
aside from this really big one. The transforming shield booth is nearby. That was the other thing that was left, by the way. <gasps> uh, so if you want to go ahead Let's and dash to that... Home. If you want to go ahead and dash to that really quickly, you can. Though it looks interesting because it's in the form of a gauntlet. So, and you, you don't know what it does yet. But you do see there's like a button that you'll kind of like squeeze, it, it looks like. That you'd press down on. And that's it. Uh, it's fully charged. There's already an aether canister imbued in it. Uh, you do see that. So I will let you know that. Um, aether just hanging around. So I mean, you, you told them to flee. They didn't get to get stuff. And you're fighting gremlins now with a lot of aether canisters around. Oh, I've got a so to look for so babies. Uh, you don't see anyone. Looks like everyone got away. No, no, no kiddos left on the street? Now that you can see. Okay, good. Good. All right. Uh, are you are, are you planning to make a dash for that? Um, Micah? Shit, yeah, I need a shield. All right, give me uh, an acrobatics check to see if you're able to uh, dash there quick enough before combat starts. Can do. As soon as stuff starts shaking, Gadelli wants to flip up the hood of the um of the elven cloak. Okay, you can flip it up, and something else interesting begins to happen, Adeli. You're definitely able to do it. As you go and do this, um, you begin to feel like the anxiety, like the just the stress of what's happening, begins to get to you. And you realize you left your daggers at home. And you begin really wanting to... You wish you had them. You wish you had something. I mean, you have your rapier, but your daggers are... They're your daggers. And before you know it, as you all begin to look at Adeli, these luminescent blue swirls begin to go around her hand. And you can see the very faint outline of two daggers. As that is now what she's holding. Uh, whether or not you want to use them, or you're then realized hidden daggers in your boots, to you. Evil daggers, evil daggers, evil daggers. Okay. And with that, everybody roll in shift. Hold that initiative tracker up. Theodore has gone. He's out of eyesight, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, that's that's the yeah, problem. Where is the uh, transforming shield booth? Shit. Uh, I'll say it was uh right here. Hang on, let me zoom out so I can see. Right something. here. Ooh. Okay. Wait, how far away am I from the Thomas? Uh, I'll say you're like a street over. You can hear all this going on, though, right? Yeah, you can hear all of it going on. Okay. Yeah. Ooh. Bing bong. How the shield work? <laughs> Third. Time. Okay. Crash. Oh, we roll an initiative, buddy. All right. 
so sorry. Oh, hell yeah. It's looking pretty juicy. Yeah. Um, let me put the orb. Okay. Yeah, I'll get I'll get to you on that. Um, so yeah. Um, how it works? And let me go to this real quick. I can end up sending it to you too. So it's a it's a pure aether shield. You did not get the lodestone shield. Um, it acts as a van brace, so it counts as concealable. I'm gonna copy this and post it in pic so you can see like the full scope of exactly how it looks and I'll tell you more about it does in one second. I'll just post it in general for now. Do it. There you go. So it's a shield you can activate as a reaction. Um allowing you to still wield two weapons should you choose. Um upon activation or as a reaction it has it has uh five charges as a reaction if you activate it you gain plus two ac and you gain resistance to force damage lightning damage and radiant damage it's dope as hell and you said while holding it you can still you still have a free hand mm-hmm Just all the time? Or is yes. that how long does it last? Does it last for one hit? Uh, yeah, because you activate it as a reaction and then it goes away. Okay, so it's like a parry. All right. Yep. Okay. Got it. How many times do you get to use it? Uh, I have five charges. Activating it costs one charge. Ed, what uh, level of Aether is fueling? Is it a level one? Mm. Level two. Mm. Level two? Okay. Mm -hmm. And with that... Hydra... Play... Control me. Oh, that's not what I want. Oh, let's see what we got. Descending... Yeah. Micah, top of the round. Where you at? Uh, I'm right over on the left. All right. First thing I want to do is as I clamp in this uh, gauntlet onto my arm and I give it a squeeze, see how it works. I want to look around. Are there any other shield gauntlets here or any other vials of ether? That's what I'm really looking for, like a vial of ether. Yeah, there are definitely some. You see a uh, level two and four level ones. Okay. I want to take the level two and uh, pulling out the rapier with the pommel of it. I want to try to smash it against the level two aether canister and try and bust off the uh, lid. So you're just doing it to like destroy it essentially? Yeah, open it up. Okay, yeah, you can do that. Okay. Yeah, with a, I'm just setting it down on the table. I'm going to bust off the end of it. What form is this aether in? Is it like a liquid or is it gaseous or? Uh, it's I forget the correct term, but more gaseous. Okay, 
Uh, as it starts to uh, leak out or whatever it's doing, Micah is going to try and throw it over, like, into the very middle uh, to try and get their attention. You can do that. Um, though, you do know that if they consume Aether, I guess it won't affect it because it hasn't lost any HP. Okay, yeah, you can do that. And you toss it in the middle, try and get them all up in one place. Okay, let me put in them. So, Gremlin Group 1. Amram, you're still going to be good. Well, I should probably roll. Hold on. Bonk. Bonk. Uh-oh. Uh, Theodore, what's your dexterity score? My score? Yeah. It's a uh, 12. Okay, noted. Uh, they rolled really well. Nation. Uh, All right. So this one will make its way towards it. Um, these two will get a little bit closer, but they seem to have already had their fill. Uh, this, the Gremlin Abomination that you're looking at, and the regular Gremlins seem to be just trying to suck it in as much as they can. Uh, these two just look frenzied, and uh, they'll move towards, kind of look around, uh, and then they will go for. Oh, yep. One will go to you, Amram, and the other will go towards Adeli. Wait, it was my turn. Oh, wait, I'm sorry you didn't finish. I'm so sorry. Yeah, Never mind. it's okay. I forgot that's I, all you did. I, I thought, sorry. Is there anything that you do as, like, a bonus action? Because doing that, I feel like, would have taken a action. Uh, let me look this up to see if I can do this as a bonus action. I don't think I can, but it's worth checking. Okay. Mm. I think I have initiative correct. Okay. Wait, why is this at 37 all of a sudden? What the fuck? There we go. Channel divinity is an action, right? Yeah. I believe so. Okay. Got it. Then all that I will do is move to right here. I can measure it. Yeah, I'm gonna move over to him a little bit closer. 30 feet. That'll be my turn. Okay. <clears throat> we go to the Gremlins' turn, which I've already described. Uh, Adeli, one is gonna be coming at you. The other is gonna be coming towards you, Amaram. And they will be taking a swing. Let's see what happens. Uh oh. Okay. So, Adeli, for you. Does that hit? Oh, wait. Why is my shit hitting? Oh, that is an 18 to hit. Does mm -hmm. that hit? Okay. You will take uh, slick slashing damage as it begins to claw at your feet and practically lunges at you. Okay. 
There we go. And for you, Amaram, you will... Is that hit? <laughs> no. Okay. It goes to lunge at you, uh, barely missing. You kind of do a skip and a hop over it, repositioning yourself. And with that, we will be going to your turn, Amaram. However, I will ask, uh, Adeli and Amram, do any of you have anything Aether-based on you or on your person? No. Okay. Well, in that case... Alright, you're good to go. Is this thing in a hole still? Uh, kind of like bird's way out. Mm. Okay. And, uh, what time of day is it? Uh, about like two or three. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Alright, this guy's right in front of me. I'm going to... You're gonna shit right now. <laughs> it's right here, right now. <laughs> um, look. All right, whatever. Uh, uh, fuck it. Is your guy? Does your guy look like you, or does he look like your brother? Oh, uh, Redden will ap appear, his hand grasping the little guy's throat as he attempts to uh, fill him with necrotic energy. Let's have a squelch. <laughs> ah! uh, if he hits, no. <laughs> I don't believe that will hit. Hey, I'll use my DM inspiration. Ooh, okay. Do we all have one? Uh, we got one like two sessions ago, but we've only had our RP session. <laughs> nice, okay. Yeah, I know some people have used it for RP, but... If I use DM Inspiration on an attack he had advantage on, do I roll with advantage or do I roll one more time? You just roll one more time. Okay. Natural one. Man. Uh, he's like grabbing him, but then you realize that between all of his gruel and everything else, he's kind of slimy. He just kind of flops down, <laughs> just out out of, out of his Shee! grasp. And then with that, I'm a move. I'm a move as well. <laughs> okay. Uh, right here. There. Oh. And he's with that. Another Gremlin Abomination's turn. This orange aura uh, goes around with bloodshot eyes. It has four limbs. Uh, it looks massive, much bigger than any Gremlin you've ever encountered before. It is large. And it has teeth, multiple claws, this pink, weird, purplish hue to its skin. And it begins to roar, and it will charge at you. Uh, Virian, Amaram, and Maven. <laughs> Getting right here. <laughs> you better back up. 
And the first attack will be towards you, Virian. Okay. Uh, it will attack its first time with its enhanced claws. Okay. With a 24 hit. Yes! You will take 12 magical slashing damage. Okay. As it just completely breaks, uh, tearing through part of your armor. Its second attack will then go towards you, Amaran. Uh, you ain't wearing armor, Amaran, are you? I never wear armor. Oh, shit, you're right. I am a sorcerer. It's an 11 hit. No. You go to rake and you barely dodge out of the way. Its final hit will then go towards you, Maven. No, thank you. Oh, wait, actually, hold up a second. I'm ding dong dumb. He technically rolls with advantage. What the fuck? Is that guy still there? Why? Why? That little gremlin boy is still there. What? He's so far away from oh, Wait, no, it's not. Never mind. I'm, I'm confused. Never mind. He does not. Wait, what would he, him advantage? he was thinking of pack tactics. Oh. Since it's the last time at you, Maven. Oof. And a nine does not hit as you avoid seven magical slashing damage. Good. Then. As it's then. bonus action. Then. It will attempt to lick you, Amaram. Lick? Please give me a dexterity 13 saving throw. Oh, I'm good at these. Who wants a taste? You succeed, as its tongue is too slow to lick you. And not wanting to be licked by Icky Goo, Amaram hides behind me. We then go to you, Theodore. And I'm gonna yeah. place my I'm gonna place Scorch down here in a second. Yeah. Fucking hell, man. Yeah, I don't know where to actually place my token, but... Yeah, you're good. Give me one second. Where is he? NPCs? There he is. I'll say you're chasing after him, so he's, like, making his way. He's, like, there. Alright. And then the two... Oh, continue. Oh, wait, the two what? Oh, just continue. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna yell out to him. Listen, just stop. If you're involved in something, we can help you out. We can... Yeah, if you confess to whatever you do, we can get you out of it. Give me a persuasion roll. <laughs> the manipulator. <laughs> <laughs> the negotiator. Hmm. Fifteen. Okay. Okay. Uh, he he pauses for a second, still you know moving with you, trying to keep his distance. Uh, and you hear in your head he's not verbally speaking I I, I I wish I could but if I if I go with you the, the, the order will probably <laughs> I'll, I'll probably eventually die if I stick with them I'll probably die by your hand I, fuck <laughs> just go help the others I, I don't want to hurt you so that's a no with that, I'm going to use my bonus action to yoink him towards me. That's a strength saving throw? Yep. Alrighty. <clears throat> he succeeds. Alright, fine. Then, I will lift up. Um, are there any large objects around us? 
Oh, yeah, like crates, cards barrels, cards, yeah. Yeah, I'd like to pick one up and drop it on him. Like, like, if there's a carriage. Oh, that's right, shove his bonus action until I can move his that, okay. Um, larger, smaller creature, creature, da, da, da. Uh, sure. You're just I gonna lift it over him and drop it? Yep. Okay, um, I'll say that's a deck saving throw. Um, that is a natural 20. Um, I don't even know what damage to, to use for this. Uh, it's a large object. There's a, um, there's a rock fall uh, trap. <laughs> Yeah, I was say, he lifted 10 feet above him, so I was like, I guess it either be... Oh, I can lift it up to 30 feet. Oh, okay. Well, I mean... Alright, yeah, if you... <laughs> yeah, Collapsing Ruth. Uh, it does not... Yeah. Is it... Collapsing Ruth, it says DC 15, 40, 10, but obviously that's a lot, so... Yeah. Uh, I was thinking of 1d10 initially, so I would say just half it. Uh, this is not an actual, like, set trap, so... Okay. Two. okay. So... And uh, we can work on specifics later, but for now, that's what we yeah. go with. <laughs> okay. <sighs> Alright. Uh, yeah, but he succeeded, so that'll be five damage. Right. Um, uh, as he very nimbly goes out of the way. Like, again, he has this... You're beginning to get the sense of he has this very nervous and anxious demeanor, but this isn't his first time in a fight. Can I draw the cart where I want it to be? Um, no, because I'm already going to say you used a bonus action, then you used your action to lift it and let it go. Well, yeah, but I'm saying, like, where it, I dropped it, though. Oh, yeah, sure. Like, are you saying you want to, like, do it, like, behind him? To, like, give him, like... like right yeah. Oh, sure, of, like, difficult like, terrain. I got you. Yeah. Okay, then I will move right here, and okay. I will action surge and attempt to grapple him. Okay. Go ahead, make a roll. All right, let's see. Let's see what I can do. You got him. All right. Grab him. I hold on to him. Listen. Just come with us. We can make sure that whoever's out there trying to hurt you won't, and that you won't be forced to hurt anybody else. Give me another persuasion roll. Right. What a deal. You hear him shout out, No! I, I don't know you or what you're talking about. Get away from me, you freak! And then in your head, you hear you you don't know what you're getting yourself into you don't know these people you you aren't ready well with that i'm going to now drag him back uh like what 15 feet i think or 10 yeah. feet yeah yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna drag him back to here Ten. all right all right on his turn, as a bonus action, he's going to attempt to technically shove you away. Go ahead and give me strength saving throw. All right. 
Very interesting. You succeed. I'm like, like a telekinetic energy, like there's purple lightning crackling down my arms now. My eyes are just, they're just purple. No pupils, no nothing. <sighs> All right. And the remainder of his turn, he, he looks at you again with watery eyes before he blinks them away and shakes his head. You hear, once again, telekinetically, you're... <laughs> You're Adeli's friend. I, I, I don't want to hurt you, but you're leaving me no choice. They'll kill both of us. <laughs> and he will cast... Actually, I don't think that'd be... Well... <laughs> eh, Scorch is Scorch. He'll do it. He's going to cast... If you're a grapple, can you still cast spells? Yeah, you can. Okay, he's going to cast Wall of Fire. Oh, okay. I guess I will be using my sword on my next turn. Ah! Um... And he will create a wall of fire over a solid da -da, so the ground. Da -da 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 -da. Uh, the wall appears. Each creature in the area must make an dexterity saving throw. It is 120 feet. Did it come with a width? 20 feet high. He's gonna burn down the place. Yeah. It doesn't tell me the 10 feet of that. Oh, okay. I thought it was all right, interesting. No wonder he has it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'll need you to make a deck save. Alright. What you get? I have a roll. Yep. Eleven. That will fail. Alright. <gasps> but who knows, it may not be that bad, no? <gasps> no. Twenty-four fire damage. Ah, oh, okay, I'm dead. No! Wait, really? Yes. Okay. Um, none of us know. Nobody, none of us know. Nobody fucking knows. Nobody, speed. nobody fucking knows. <gasps> Wait, doesn't he have to make a deck save too? Oh, he does. If he's in it. I'm going to assume fire, I'm pretty sure only damage is on one side. So he yeah, can see, I was, you guys. I was wondering that. I was wondering that. Because I was thinking like, okay, well, if it's only like a five foot like thing. Technically, he could only target, like, mechanically, he could only target you since you're grappling him. But you are holding on to him. So I'm like, I feel like he would still have to make a save, like, for some damage. Maybe. Oh, if, no, yeah, if they're touching each other, people in the wall also take damage. Yeah, so. It takes I'm, up the same amount as, like, a five block block. Yeah. yeah. So I gotta roll for him real quick. No. Watch me in the fucking out. Wait, one side of the wall deals Uh, he will succeed on that. Uh, and take half. Scorch. <laughs> um, you in your final moments you do realize that uh, as as he does this, his arm you see one of the red spears burst open uh, in a and dissipate in a wisp of red aether uh, as he clenches his teeth uh, in pain. And with that, you are down, and no one is none the wiser. No. How big is the wall of fire? No. Uh, Say that one more time, Ricky. Concentration. Oh, it is. It is, is it? concentration. Uh, however, upon seeing you go down, he's not going to leave it up. But we'll get to that in a minute. You do all notice that there is a wall of fire that you see 
before it's gone. Uh, Adeli, you are up. Also, um, I I am, you know, gonna head out because it's eleven. Yeah. <laughs> oh God! I was gonna say, uh, I was gonna cut it off here, but because I mean, I would. Went down. Yeah, it's a, I'm in a separate combat than everybody, so like, it's not a problem at all. Yeah, I'm gonna leave it up to you guys though. If you guys want to cut off at eleven or go till twelve. I would. I would prefer to keep it consistent. If we're gonna cut off at 11 from now on, I want it to always be that. I don't want to yeah. flip back and forth. Okay. Uh, it'd be nice if we could finish out the round of combat. Yeah. Just this round, yeah. and then pick up. Sure, we can do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adelie's gonna... Consistency. Um, very fair. Adelie's gonna disengage all the way to the building. Yeah. And throw both da- both daggers that have formed in our hands. He's going to throw both of them. Okay. I clicked it too many times. You're good. Which one are you targeting? The one that hit. Okay. Yeah. Well, a 22 and 11 will still hit. Um, And so technically... Rondo, whenever you use your Psyker ability, um, you can only use the first dagger, or the first, if I'm remembering correctly, I'm pretty sure you can only use, like, the first dagger, which is psionic, and then you have to do, like, a burst, or, like, a, like a, like a secondary offhand attack, that's a 1d4 instead of a 1d6. Mm-hmm. I could be remembering wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's how it works, if you're throwing them. Psyker tech. I can't check them. I have. I'll roll the second one again. I have both of them in under dagger, but the uh, second one is a D four. Oh, the second one was a D four. Yeah. Oh, okay. Never mind. My bad. My bad. Uh. Okay. Then yeah. Yeah. How? I think you. Do you do it? How much is that total? I do not know. I think the snake would only count for the first one, so it'd be 17 total. That's close. Uh, you get two really good hits in, and it begins, blood becomes pool, uh, begins pooling from its mouth and from its nose, and even from its eyes, as it lets out a hard shriek, uh, barely standing up. It like flops over and it begins uh, looking at you in fear. And as the rest of you see this, you see these... Um, like the distortions in the air go towards this gremlin. There are no visible slash or piercing marks that are left behind. Uh, you just hear a deli. You just hear a deli say "fucking bastard" as he starts climbing up the building. I don't. How tall is it? Uh, it's about uh, like twenty feet high. Yeah, she will get she will get to the top, but she will be right on the edge. Okay. Moving to you, Virian. Real okay. quick. Can she see like if she looks towards the wall of fire, can she see anything over in that direction from the top of the roof? Give me a perception check. 
16. Uh, between the rest of the buildings that are varying heights, you cannot. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> we all know Theodore is back in that direction. Right? I mean, no. Like, okay. Using context clues. Sure, one of us could deduce. Okay, is it my turn? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, knowing, seeing the direction that Theodore ran in, uh, or at least me knowing that he is not here with the rest of us, and then seeing a wall of fire, uh, my eyes are gonna go wide in horror, uh, and then, uh, I am just going to uh, grit my teeth, take a step towards the big gremlin, uh, and I am just gonna uh, grip both sides of it as I cla as I cast inflict wounds on it. Um, yeah, we're gonna. Let me just. Uh, yeah, I don't have a button set up for that, so I gotta go into the... Okay, okay, okay. Okay. Good thing I have DM inspiration. I will likely need it. Okay, I will use my DM inspiration <laughs> to okay. have advantage. That's a 15. 15 will hit. Oh, thank God! Okay, okay. Two more hit. Okay, so that will be 3d10 plus nothing. Uh, okay. Oh, that's trash! Absolute trash. To which one? The main one? The main one. Okay. Yeah, so I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna reach forward and grip it. Uh, and it just lights up in this blinding light. And then I will cast, uh, as a bonus action, I am going to cast, uh, I'm gonna cast, I'm gonna cast Sanctuary on myself. Oh, okay. Noted. Alright, let me give you a, uh, thing. I will give you... You better make a run for Theodore. Bitch, I might. <laughs> sanctuary, sanctuary. Well, you're not gonna be attacking, Go. are you? No, I'm not. Alright.
look at Amaram. Um, with the big boy looming over him. And I'm gonna- I'm gonna get my stick out. Uh, would you prefer to be on higher ground for this? Uh, yeah, I- 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 I don't like that. Good to know. And I'm gonna reach out and kind of smack him on the shoulder, and I will face-step him, um... How tall is this building? Right here. Uh, that one's also about 20 feet high. Okay, and he's about 10 feet away. Yeah, so, yeah, I will, I, I reach out and I clasp his shoulder and in a puff of pastel pink uh, smoke, he will and reappear on the roof uh, using my spring variant of face step. Is that a bonus section, right? Yeah, let me see. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Um, and then action. Uh, I'm gonna get my staff ready and whack, whack it on the side of the head like it's a like a, I'm wielding a baseball bat. Let's see. What do I? Oh, don't freak out. Character sheet. Okay. What is that? Uh, that's a 15 to hit. Oops, he did. That'll hit. Okay. It will take three bludgeoning damage. <laughs> let me see, let me see. Uh... 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 And then I'm going to use my uh, offhand attack to um, then punch it in the snout. What is it? Uh, it's an 11 to hit. 11 hit? 11 will still hit. Okay, cool. Um... And I will expend a key point as I as I wind back the punch, and uh, my eyes will flash a dark purple, and it will travel up my arm, and my fist will enlarge in this big puff of black smoke, and I'm gonna punch it and hit it with some necrotic damage. Um, so that will be. That will be... What is this? Seven bludgeoning damage. And... Three necrotic damage. Directly to its snoot. Oh! So for a total of ten? Yes. Um... Okay, uh, it takes it and looks more wounded, a little staggered, but it is still up. Also, um, Amaram is on this square now. Okay, gotcha. Mm -hmm. Thank you, thank you. Talk and with that, we will 
call combat in our session there, but not before one final thing. There was a part of the... Yeah. something. Yes. Yes. So I forgot with my new subclass that I have an ability that lets me use a reaction to reduce damage. And if I had used that, I could be up. May I please use that? I already, like... T- Varian's already, like, on her way to get you, and I did also already see that. that I'm down. Nobody knows that I'm down. Yeah, nobody knows that he's down. We just saw the wall of fire. Okay, that is fair. However, even if that does happen, and Squirt sees you're not down, he would leave the wall up, which would still show that at the start of your turn, you would still take damage. But I wouldn't be down, though, so... I mean... I wouldn't be down now, like... Okay. Uh, roll a d4, and let me know how much HP you end up having. Let me remove your marker. A d4? Did you say you, like, ro- Oh, wait, yeah, you- what, what die I, do you roll? Oh, I roll- I get- I get, um... much more than that. Oh, okay, never mind. I get a d6 plus my intelligence modifier. Oh, okay, I misread it, my bad. Yeah, that, that, that'll make a difference. Um, okay, yeah, yeah so... Yeah, up and then... Yeah. You got six. Okay. And then kills you. And then if he is keeping his thing up, then he would have to do the concentration. And he would still be grappled, because I would still be up. True. It, it completely changes what's happening. That's true. Let's see if he... Uh, he's into the save, so 24. Hold on, put it back to you. Right. Yeah, okay, good. Da, 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 da. He barely makes it with a 13. Yeah, but he would still be grappled by you. Yeah, he is still grappled by you. Nice. Okay. Yeah. On the bright side, you're burning his already burnt part of his face. Yes. Yeah, the sword's coming out next session, by the way. Like, I tried non lethally, but. I non-lethally dropped a carriage on top of him. <clears throat> Alright. It was fun, but I can't I can't be on until three like I used. I got you, I got you. It's all good. Night. Oh before you go, um well Craig. Uh, I'll wait until Craig is gone. Thanks yeah, for there joining is us, like Craig. one thing I wanted to read oh, out to you guys before you yeah. ended up uh leaving. Um so, yes, thank you for tuning in for our ninth session uh, titled What a Wonderful World. And for the outro I had, only those who will risk going too far can possibly f- how far or that only those who uh, will risk going too far can possibly find out how far one can go of Monsters, Men, and the New World, Volume 7, from the works of Zendello and Stormwood. No, that is all. Goodbye, Craig. Everyone have a good night. Craig. Don't you do it, Ricky. Don't you fucking do it.